Hello and welcome back, my bitches, to the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast with yours truly, G. Hey Wiley, the Real Bitch of Bravo, bitching about all things Bravo and getting as much tea as humanly possible. Now, who's ready to do some real bitching? Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Real Bitch of Bravo with yours truly, G. Hey Wiley, here to start some bitching, you guys. I'm not going to cover Winter House, and I'm going to basically go over that in like two seconds. Um, actually, I'll just go down to the very end of this and tell you why I'm not covering Winter House. Basically, it's gotten stale for me. It's gotten really boring. Storyline's the same fucking thing. A summer house, you don't hook up with somebody um, in the beginning um, automatically and then cause the drama. It's just, it's kind of the same story over and over. Finally glad that Corey got the balls to finally say that Sam is actually his girlfriend and that he doesn't have a situationship. But at the same time, it's like, dude, this is just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I just, it's getting really, really stale. Um, if you want me to cover it, great. Awesome. Let me know. I will always pander to you guys and cover it. Um, but just know that I'm probably going to be very, very bored with it. The only thing that I thought that was really interesting was on Watch What Happens Live when um, Danielle, who I'm loving the side of her, has switched over from hooking up with Alex and getting her jollies from that to moving on to Joe Bradley. Now I know Joe Bradley, I think is in like his late twenties, early thirties, but I, maybe it's because I have the age gap. I'm like, what the fuck do you talk about with this kid? So good for Danielle. It's a good looking kid, a good looking dude. Um, I hope they're happy. They seem like they're having a good time. They obviously hooked up at BravoCon because if you watch the watch what happens live episode, they kind of talk about it without talking about it. So good for you guys. I personally, just this is hilarious that she's like going from one Bravo lover to the other. But you know what? She's single Danielle and I'm fucking loving it. Other than that, Winterhouse, you kind of have me at a standstill. So we're going to cover Real Housewives of Salt Lake City instead. And just the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Because even though that cast has always been small, they always bring it. And I love them. So on this cold, wintry day where it's going to be. I mean, I, I know we bitch about the weather here, you guys. It's raining right now. If you can't hear that in the background, it's like pouring uh, here in LA. So um, with that, let's go to Salt Lake City. Last week on Salt Lake City, Lisa Barlow and Heather Gay make up. I use question marks on that one because I don't know how long this truce is going to last. Um, but as we see in later on the episode, maybe it will. We'll see. Um, next, we get um, a little bit more about Monica's relationship with her mother and how bad it is. Here's my thing, you guys. I really want to empathize with Monica. But ever since BravoCon kind of gave us a little bit more insight into who she is as a person, um, and she's more like her mother than we know and that we thought, right? She's, even though I, I don't think she's perpetuating, you know, what her family angst or whatever is going on with their family and like repeating the cycle as far as her family is concerned she is repeating the same stuff with her mother and the relationship with her mother it's going to be the same so I'm kind of concerned about that um, and that relationship with the mother is transferring over to her friendships with the ladies so um, she even said it on two teas in a pod that she is only basically friends with meredith right now and i think that's because like meredith probably keeps her at arm's distance um and i don't think that they're very close so um that being said uh, it's just really hard for me to sympathize with monica now that pretty much the whole entire cast isn't really 
um, like her and that she had to literally leave an event, the Twats event at their suite, so she wouldn't run into her castmates. So that's kind of concerning. Um, then we get Monica and Angie making up. Um, Monica basically explaining herself at Angie's Easter brunch dealy thing and saying that she said what she said because she thought she was being a good friend and warning her about you know certain things that um, had occurred. Last, we get Monica and Lisa Barlow getting into it at Whitney's sound bath slash jewelry event, um, uh, her prim event, right? Um, so we obviously see that, sorry, I'm burping like crazy. We obviously see that these two are just not going to get along. It's just going to be an automatic thing where they don't get along. And then on top of it, I think, man, I'm shiny. Um, on top of it, I just don't think that Maybe, I don't want to say that Lisa Barlow was right, but it's a huge possibility. Now we get to this week's drama, you guys, which obviously I know everybody was, dude, they, again, Salt Lake City always brings it. They're so good when it comes to bringing in their drama. Heather goes to the space um, to set up this, to a space to set up a, nook, a book signing um, event that's a little bit more intimate um, to close down her book tour. Next, we get Angie, who's combing her dog Celia's hair. I'm going to move on from this because they just don't care. I, I love dogs. I'm not anti-puppies or anything like that. But, I mean, do we really do we really need this scene? Was this really, really necessary, Bravo editors? Um, moving on, we get Lisa Barlow going to Whitney's home to talk about Whitney's um, event. And, basically, we get Whitney reaming in on Lisa which completely understandable, even though it is both Monica and Lisa's fault at, for me, at least, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's both their faults. Um, I think that, you know, Whitney was a lot more hurt because she's like, look, dude, like you're my best friend. Like you're my actual friend. Like you should have realized, Hey, this is my friend's event. Let's just both be cordial and shut up and just move forward. Fuck the show. Fuck everything else. This is her event. Let's kind of be there for Whitney and, she should have been the bigger person and just walked away kind of situation. But we obviously don't get that. <laughs> we get Monica um, and Lisa having at each other and, and arguing with each other during the sound bath event. Um, I will say this though, Lisa Barlow, when she initially shows up with like a nice gift basket or whatever, and then not being able to get into the house is so Lisa Barlow. <laughs> that's it's like so quintessential Lisa Barlow um, I'm here for it I was loving it Heather Gay actually calls in before they go go in on each other or basically Whitney goes in on Lisa and asks her to um, sing and introduce her at her book signing event so kind of full circle for um, for Heather and for Lisa sorry my phone keeps going off so I'm trying to ignore it um, and then Lisa and Whitney continue their conversation. Whitney basically lets Lisa know her disappointment, even though it's both Lisa and Monica's behavior that wasn't, wasn't acceptable. Since she's closer to Lisa, I kind of already said this, but I'm going to repeat it. She is going to be more disappointed in Lisa. Lisa not having it fires back and keeps cursing, um, knowing that her children, um, Whitney's children are in the house, asks her, um, Whitney asks her not to curse around her kids at home. Lisa, to me, is just, man, she's clueless. She's just so clueless when it comes to her surroundings. And, like, I get the honesty and whatever that you're an open book, sweetheart. But, like, you need to have some kind of decorum 
when you're in certain areas. And it's not her job to make you feel comfortable in her home. It's her job to make her children feel loved and safe and to focus on them. They are the priority before you are. So don't sit there and tell me that, you know, you should, you should be making your guests feel more comfortable. Fuck off, Lisa. Um, as you can tell, I am not a fan of Lisa this season. I just, I can't with Lisa Barlow. I think that her head has gotten really, really big in the reality space world or in the reality world space, whatever. I don't know if I said that correctly, but I just, I think she's getting a little too big for her britches. I think she needs to kind of take it down multiple notches. Um, she also brings up in her confessional, Lisa, that is, that Whitney was rude during Coach Shaw's birthday party. I would just like to say this, that yeah, she probably was rude. She probably was yelling at Jen Shaw. But at the same time, this wasn't in the middle of trying to do a productive healing sound bath. She was in the middle of just talking to Jen. Like they were in a group talking with one another at a party. It wasn't like she was at an event being like, hey, we're going to do this one thing. Everybody be quiet. And then she started not being quiet. She was she was in a conversation with Jen at the same time and both of them weren't quiet. So I don't know wh where the rudeness comes in for that. Right. So um, anyways, um, we move on from that because Lisa does in her own way, kind of like eat crow and apologizes, moves on, et cetera, whatever from that. Then we move on. We go to Heather Gay going over to Mary Cosby's. I wish we could be done with Mary Cosby. I'm just, I'm very over her. Um, and Mary's so insanely fake. I just can't stand it. I just, I can't, um, I'm going to go into this for like 30 seconds and I'm going to be done with it and move on to Meredith and Seth who actually like this scene. I actually liked, um, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, but Heather going to Mary Cosby, basically Mary Cosby only invites her in order to talk about what Heather wrote about her in her book, that it wasn't true. Um, which I a hundred percent agree with Heather, what she wrote was not offensive. What she wrote was 100% accurate. And this is what she wrote, um, according to the actual book, <laughs> when um, Heather is in her confessional and she's sitting down reading. She says, and I quote, Mary was equal parts elusive and forthcoming, engaging and disinterested. Honey, the camera don't lie. That's 100% you. I agreed with any anything and everything she said. That's 100% Heather. Um, you need to stop doing that, Heather, because you are a badass bitch and you can disagree with other people's opinions of you. You don't need to be validated. You're an amazing person um, and strong as fuck that you're coming out with this book. Um, and when she corrected my grammar, my pr pronunciation, my diet, and my physical appearance, I hung my head in shame and thanked her sincerely. If that's what she wrote about her in the book, pretty damn accurate. Um, I don't know what else to say to that other than Mary, shut the fuck up. You're wrong. She's right. Camera don't lie. Like that's who you really truly are. You're very elusive. You're very not forthcoming. You're, 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 you're a bitch. Like at the end of the day, like you should be on this show actually. And just bitch about all of your freaking co-hosts, um, or all of your, um, all of your castmates. It's just, ugh just not a good person. You are not a good representation of what like a godly woman's supposed to be. Ugh. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say about it. Cause I really don't want to give Mary Cosby the light of day on this show. Cause I just can't stand her. Um, I don't think she should have came back. I, I think that was a horrible cho choice on Bravo's. And I think she's not a nice person. She's just a literal, she's a mean person as Whitney Rose would say. We then get to Meredith and um, Seth who start their own podcasts, which I haven't listened to, but this, sh this goes 
um, this goes to show you how much goes into starting a pod, you guys. Um, they couldn't even press the start button <laughs> and join into the show to, you know, actually record their show. Um, so that being said, it's it's really hard, you guys, to actually start a podcast, consistently do one, um, take the time, um, as Meredith said, to even get together with two people. That's why I'm doing this by myself now, like, which is crazy because I hate talking alone. I feel like I'm literally talking to the air, even though I'm supposed to be talking to you, um, the guest, the um the the listener uh it's just it's hard it's really really hard to like i if you guys listen to kim hasara sada hasada um she's brilliant by the way shout out and plug to her podcast it is um the east coast bravo housewives it's freaking great that bitch has like the gift of gab like i've never seen before um listen to hers you guys she is phenomenal she's been on the show a few times she's from pittsburgh she's phenomenal um, I don't know if she's still doing it, but she's really, really, really good. And I, I'm, I'm underselling how good she is. Anyways, uh, they start recording. <laughs> I'm going to use quotations on that. They start recording and get a really good one in. And Meredith forgets to join the session. And basically, pre- basically, she forgets to press record, um, which I have had talent not to. And I've been, I am a producer for a podcast. And like, I actually have to be like, did you press record? Are we recording? Um, so it happens more often than you think. So Meredith and Seth, don't feel bad for not pressing record, especially if this is like the first time that you're doing this or maybe even the second time or the third. Like it's the first however many times you're doing this. So um, it actually was a really good show. They really got into, you know, their wedding and marriage and all that stuff for their pod. And it was really good. Meredith brings up a post-nuptial agreement um, that they made 15 years into the marriage and holy shit, man, Meredith finally opens up and says that she was worried that she would love that, um, that her kids um, wouldn't be protected. She wouldn't be able to be with her children and that Seth would leave her the second that they left from Chicago and moved to Utah because they didn't have the same rights um, as far as divorce is concerned in that in Utah specific state, um, it favors the husband more than it favors the the wife. So um, she brings up that, which, I mean, I think a lot of women, Utah or not, are always afraid, you know, that their husbands are going to leave them and that um, Seth was really away from the marriage, right? Like he thought, oh, I just have to be the breadwinner and that's it. And it's like, that's not the case, bro. Like you need to be a little bit more present in their lives, help raise the kids, help be there for, like the kids need you not to just be a financial um, parent. They need you to be an actual parent. Like, you know, I, I loved it when I spent time with my dad. I, I It's a memory I'm always, memories I'm always going to cherish. So um, that being said, I'm glad that he took a step backwards and realized what he was doing, especially for their marriage and to move on. Um, then we get to Monica being with her daughters. They're doing what looks like a, um, a school project. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a family project or something like that. And then all of a sudden Monica's mother um, pulls up into the driveway with Monica's car. Um, and unannounced uh, Monica's eldest locks the door and goes, and then Monica goes to see what her mother wants. Um, she lets us know that Monica lets us know that she hasn't talked to her mother since the dinner that they had two weeks prior to that. And they haven't had communication since. Um, 
therapy is mentioned. She like Monica's mom basically says this is a peace offering. It's like, this isn't a peace offering. This isn't a gift. Like this is something I pay for. Um, so for just taking this at face value and not what happened at BravoCon, like this is bad. Like this is not a good relationship. And I really hope Lisa Barlow looks at this from a different lens because this isn't exactly like, but then again, they know something that we don't know as the viewer. So like just looking at this as a viewer, um, it doesn't look good on Monica's mother's part. It looks great on Monica because it's like, dude, she realizes like, you're a bitch. You're not good. You're not a nice person to me. And you hold things. She's like, I was trying to get your attention. There's other ways to get your daughter's attention other than taking her car away. You don't have to take her car away in order to get your kid's attention. Um, that being said, therapy gets mentioned again, but Monica brings up that they've tried therapy in her uh, confessional in the past and her mother becomes a different person in therapy and isn't willing to be honest and show up as her actual self that's not really fixing anything i don't blame monica for not wanting to go to therapy and i i think that it's like really big of her to even consider like thinking about it being like i'll take a step back and i'll think about it but to be honest with you i really don't want to do this because we've already been here before and it hasn't nothing has changed and nothing will probably change because she's done this in the past. So it's not really, again, you can't really blame her. Um, she does end up making her mother do the walk of shame back home, so to speak. Um, even though I think her mom only lives a few blocks away. So it's like, they're really that lazy. You can't like walk, but at the same time, I get it. I would probably be guilted to be honest with you. If that was my mom, I'd take her home. <laughs> I would be, I would, I would just, I just had a guilt, not because I would want to take her home. It would solely be out of guilt. Um, but then again, she ain't Asian. So that's probably why she's like, fuck you. I'm Hispanic and I'm not doing that. So we lastly get to Heather's book signing. Heather finds out that, well, not lastly, but we get to Heather's book signing, find out that her PR team oversold the event, which not necessarily a bad thing, makes it a little bit more intimate, Heather. Um, and then Lisa Barlow shows up to practice. All the girls except for Whitney show up to the book signing. Angie brings up that she hasn't talked to Lisa since the PRISM event. And Monica also brings that up as well, that her and Lisa haven't um, seen each other since the PRISM event um, and their blow up. Um, then Monica goes to Meredith, fills her in about the PRISM event and her encounter with Lisa Barlow. And that Lisa and Monica got into it. Lisa said that your own mother doesn't even want you. What Lisa actually said, you guys, and I actually like paid attention to this like specifically because I was like, that's not what she said. Um, but it's not like it was any better, right? Um, so this is not in defense of Lisa Barlow. This is just helping Monica's cause, to be honest with you. Um, Lisa actually said that no one wants to be her mother, which is just as harsh, is just as bad. Um, and you would think as a mother that she would be a little bit more sensitive to that. Um, maybe she has boys and it's just making her a little less sensitive. I don't know, but it's not nice. It's not a good, nice thing to say uh, to anybody. I don't give a fuck if you hate this person. Like, why would you say that to them? Right. Um, and again, this isn't making Lisa Barlow look good. If anything, it's making Monica look a lot better. So um, then we get Meredith trying to actually give Monica some really good advice by saying to her that if she could respond instead of reacting, it would, I got, this is what I got out of it. It would take the power away from Lisa Barlow or from those that are making her react, right? Um, Monica then responds with, yeah, that's the mature way to do it, but I'm probably not going to do that. So um, 
at least this shows that she's honest and this is where she is in life. Then the event starts and everyone gets seated. And unfortunately, Lisa Barlow starts the event, event off by singing away in a manger. And while I don't like what Lisa, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of Lisa singing. I know all of you probably are and you think that she's good and she's not horrible. I just, she just kind of gives me cringe vibes. And it's very like, I don't know. It's, it's very like thirsty. Like I want the fame kind of thirst. Um, I still think what Monica did as far as her reaction is not good. Like maybe like you can roll your eyes, but just shut up. Like it's an, again, it's an event where you are supposed to be quiet. You are supposed to just sit back and watch the fucking show. Um, you may not like the show, but you're there to support a friend. So just shut up and, and support the friend, even if it is somebody that you hate. Then after she's done with that, she, um, the real choir comes in, uh, the real choir and singers come um, up and Lisa, which I'll agree with Meredith, like Lisa has some balls to go up there and try to rap because she obviously does not have a future in that. She's not a good rap artist. Um, She's no Kendrick Lamar. She's no Eminem. Like she maybe needs to hang up the rap um, sock or whatever. Um, and, but yeah, she goes up there and still does it. So kudos to her for doing that because I suck at rapping. I'm God awful and terrible. I have no leg to stand on. So kudos for her for even trying and doing it and getting up there. Heather then goes up and reads from her book and shares a piece of her. Um, and Lisa finally understands where Heather's coming from and vice versa. And like they, they probably, they both open up and this is a great moment for both of them. Um, after the book signing is over, then Heather also asks her girls and checks in on them to see if they're okay with her writing another book. They're obviously going to be supportive. This is their mom. This is what she, you know, this is what she does. Um, and they're also not raised in the Mormon church anymore. So they're good. They're like, dude, I'm fine. Like I'm good with all this. Um, and also it's great to have for her to have support from them. It's sweet. Angie and Meredith finally talk and Angie just wanted to let Meredith know how she felt when Meredith said that she could take down her family, but she won't. Meredith apologizes, but it's very Meredith-esque. It's very faux, whatever. It's like, I just want to move on from this and get you out of my face kind of um, thing so she definitely is a deflector and <laughs> just is like get the fuck out of my face whatever i have to say in order for you to get out of my face i just don't want to talk to you um that's basically meredith and i guess i just have to accept it or we as an audience have to accept it i'm good with meredith by the way not being a housewife i don't i know that's probably an unpopular opinion but i would be okay with her never being in front of our screens just like mary cosby like they're kind of two T's in a pod, but at least Meredith has a little bit of a softer side for some people. I just, I don't know. She just rubs me the wrong way. She's just not giving, I don't know, like even from the get-go, not really giving, um, I don't know, like housewife. She, she gives great lines. I'll give her that. You know, that you can leave. All that shit is great, but I, I just, I don't know. Guys, um, leave a comment and let me know what you think. If you're not following me, um, my mini plug in the middle, I'll um, also let you know in the end we are, um, or this are at for Instagram and X is, which I agree with Andy. We need to get rid of X. Just put it back to Twitter. Who cares? Um, let your ego go Elon. Like I actually don't disagree with you on certain things, but like this one I do, I'm like you don't need to rename it. Just move on from whatever. Anyways, it's at 
the underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore bravo. Um, if you want to follow me on my actual Instagram, it's fine. It's really boring, but you can try. You can follow me if you want at j i h a e underscore j h o underscore wiley w i l e y. Now back to um, Angie and um, Lisa Barlow, who after the book signing, they meet up at Lisa Barlow's place. And Lisa basically goes into Angie of why she's pissed at her and why she like, there's something wrong and why like they don't, you know, she basically didn't talk to her for um, a week or two or whatever after the prim um, event, the prime event, prim, I keep mispronouncing it, you guys, but the jewelry event. Anyways, um, they get together in order to clear, ooh, in order to clear the air and basically for Lisa to get certain things off of her chest about Angie and Monica. Angie says that Lisa may be upset because she feels as though she's taking Monica's side. Lisa interrupts and says that this is not the case. What bothered her was that Angie told Lisa that she doesn't like Monica and that she doesn't want a relationship with her. Also that she's not really close with her. And according to um, Lisa, the optic doesn't match the conversation and it just confuses her. Um, Angie agrees with her, but then finally lets her know that they buried they buried a ha- the hatchet a week ago, which she never told her um, once they went out for coffee. And not like this is a good excuse for Angie by any means. I totally agree with Lisa. It's like this that sounds like a you problem. She probably could have said it better. Um, but I think that Angie is afraid of what Lisa's reaction is going to be. Um, she doesn't want to trigger her. She doesn't because of what happened. Um, when she bring, brought up her going to Heather's to paint birdhouses at Heather's place and she got an apology and um, she got like the wrong reaction or a negative reaction from Lisa for her going over there. Angie's all about like increase the peace, man. Like I don't, I just, I don't care. No, I'll bury the hatchet with everybody. Like I just want to get along. Let's move on. Let's move forward. Lisa's very much like, you know, I think they need to come to her and not vice versa. So I think that that's, one of Lisa's issues and Angie's like, I'll just go to you. That's fine. Like we can like, let's just figure this out and we'll bury the hatchet kind of thing and move on. Um, so speaking of burying the hatchet, Angie and Lisa finally do bury the hatchet, both apologize or she apologizes. Basically Angie apologizes. It does seem like she's a little scared of her more so scared of Lisa's reaction than maybe Lisa. I don't know. This, this is all this, this relationship seems pretty one-sided as far as I'm concerned it just seems like Angie's giving and Lisa's taking. So, but you know what? If that's works for them, then that works for them. Kudos. Next week, you guys on Real um, Housewives of Salt Lake City, um, all the girls turn butter, what possibly looks like milk, and they all get together, glasses thrown. It's very dramatic. Um, we also find out that Whitney and Justin go on Meredith and Seth's podcast. They talk about their love life. Um, Monica and Heather get together for dinner and discuss going on a girl's trip to Bermuda for Monica's birthday. And we finally are getting a fucking girl's trip that is not in the United States or yeah, it's on the U S we finally get an international trip. So I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for the planning. I'm excited for Meredith to throw, cause it has to be Meredith. I don't think it's anybody else. Um, I'm excited for Meredith th- to throw the glass. Uh, maybe it's just to get all of their attention. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What about you guys? What do you think? Thank you so much again, though, guys, for listening, for watching, however you're getting your podcast on this um, and listening to me weekly. Guys, we have an amazing guest coming to you this Friday. Um, don't, 
forget to listen, watch all that fucking shit. Um, it's going to be epic. I'm super excited. It is at Pink Box, I believe. I'm actually going to look up the Instagram because I totally forgot what the Instagram account is. And you guys can actually see me do this on this actual show, episode, whatever. Um, the Pink Pop Box. They cover everything Bravo, um, drag shows as well, all that good stuff. And we're going to have them on. So I'm super, super excited. Um, we're recording on Thursday and it, the show will be available for you guys on Friday. So thank you so much for listening, watching. Stay tuned for Friday's episode with the pink box and uh, the pink pop box. Sorry. And yeah, listen to us everywhere. You get your podcast. You guys don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to follow uh Sandbar 66. It's going to be popping off. I'm recording this on a Wednesday. It's raining, but they are having the tree lighting. I hope everybody who went to that loved it. It's normally a really good fun time. Um, also, holidays are coming up. If you want to get a party going at Santa Bar 66, definitely DM them. Let me know um, or let them know. Uh, it's a fun, dude, it's a fun venue to actually have a, a little Christmas party. Very small, very intimate, smaller than Heather's book signing. That's how small this place is, but it is awesome. It is a lot of fun. Um, don't forget to go if you are ever in Manhattan Beach. And thank you again, you guys. Please continue to listen, comment, all that fucking shit on my podcast, um, Instagram. And uh, yeah, give us a follow, guys, at, at the underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore bravo. Thank you. And we'll see you guys on Friday with the, oh my gosh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this person's actual um name but the pink pop box on friday thank you so much you guys for listening and bitching with me i will see you on friday bye